Good morning. It's 9 a.m. and welcome to our Sycamore Township workshop meeting for Tuesday, December the 15th, 2020. Today, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, we are following rules set down by our governor in House Bill 197 and then extended in House Bill 404. We are conducting this morning's meeting remotely. For the record, I'm going to call the roll to show all three trustees are here. Co-Chairman Tom James. I am here. Tom Weedman. Present. And Jim LaBibra, and I'm here. At this time, I'm going to ask Mr. James, Mr. Weedman, Mr. Porter, Law Director, Mr. Desai, Administrator Ray Warwick, do you give your authorization for your name to be signed electronically? And I will also give my approval. Gentlemen? Yes. 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 And we'll ask uh, Deepak when, when he gets on board. He's, He's on. on board. He's on. Okay, Deepak, do you agree to let your name be signed electronically? Yes. Uh, I'm going to make a motion now to approve the December 1st, 2020 workshop meeting minutes. Do we have a second? Second. Comments? A vote, Mr. Weidman? Aye. Co-chairman, Mr. James? Aye. And I'll give my yes. I'll make a motion now to approve the December 3rd, 2020 trustee meeting minutes. Do we have a second? Second. Comments? Vote, Mr. Weidman? Aye. Co-chairman, Mr. James? Aye. And I'm giving my aye. Well, fiscal officer, Rob Porter, you're up now with your report, bills and receipts. Yes, we had receipts of $310,151.41, disbursements of $235,269.90. A complete listing of the uh, bills and expenses is available in the packet. Motion to approve. Second. Roll, Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. LaBarbera, aye. <clears throat> Anything else, uh, Rob? Uh, not at this time. Okay, I noticed that we do have the uh, November numbers. We got those. We thank you for that. Right, I'm going to move along now to uh, Chief Chief Rob Penny uh, with the EMS fire report, COVID-19 update. Chief? Good morning, everyone. Good morning. A um, couple things. Since the last meeting, they have added 110 additional names to the uh, quarantine at home roster and they have removed 88. So that's, that's continuing to go up and down. Um, the other thing is uh, I'm filing for reimbursements of uh, the amount of $279,187. Um, and this will be for the money that or the items that we bought from March 1st to July 7th before we received our first CARES Act funds money. So we have the opportunity to get reimbursed for all those expenses from the uh, March 1st. So uh, I'm putting that in probably in the next couple of days and hopefully we'll see something from that. Um, the other thing is uh, the document pickup signs have been in they are posted on the buildings with the phone number for the township so if anyone needs assistance with uh, getting a document brought out to their car they can call that number and we'll make every arrangement we can to get it out there to them uh, i'm getting a lot of information going through a lot of steps now on the vaccine 
we, we are going to be receiving the vaccine uh, to the department. I, I ordered 75 vials. So we'll have some there. And um, I had to go out and purchase a, a little mini refrigerator that had a temperature uh, gauge on it. They're, it's required. The only way they will leave the vaccine with us is that we have the proper refrigeration for it and that it's uh, allocated strictly for that. It can't, it can't be used for anything else. So um, it was a relatively inexpensive refrigerator to buy for what we the benefit out of it. So uh, as soon as we get word on the vaccines, I, this morning I got a um, agreement that I have to sign off on to accept the vaccine. So get that in. As soon as we get them in, we'll uh, be in a, a way to, we'll be prepared to go ahead and start giving vaccines out to our guys. So, um, Chief. yeah. Hey, Chief. Mm -hmm. uh, are all of our guys uh, interested in the vaccine? I would, I would imagine, but um, I'm not exactly sure. Tomorrow, tomorrow at 10 o'clock, I'm doing a um, webinar meeting on the vaccines. Uh, so I'm hoping to ask some questions and get some information because some of our guys have had the COVID. So I don't know if if they would be eligible or if they would if they if we should still give it to them. Uh, that that I'm not sure of. So um, I would imagine most of our guys are going to want it, okay. especially after being exposed to, you know, the elements that they are every day. But uh, I, I'm not sure. I'm still not sure if uh, the guys have had the COVID, if they're if they should get it or they or they need to. So I'm hoping to get that information tomorrow at the, in the meeting. Okay. So the, the only thing, the only other thing I have is uh, I just received this this morning, so we weren't able to put it on the agenda, but um, Hamilton County is reallocating money from people that, from communities that did not get it encumbered, did not get their, uh, use their funds. And we are eligible for $145,570 uh, from Hamilton County. Uh, the only thing that we would need to do um, is appropriate that money. So when we do get it, we will be able to use it. And, I, and I'm hoping Ray can kind of shed some light on how we would do that. Well, here's how we're going to try to do it. Um, I'm going to just quickly doing the math. This came in at nine o'clock last night. Uh, and I'm not sure we fully understand it, but I don't think there'll be any harm to appropriate this 145,570. And we'll do that in the, uh, we already have a resolution with the amendment for 2020 uh, appropriations. And so I'll do the math. And when we get to that resolution, uh, uh, I'll add that amount in and then I'll add DPOC. Then can the trustees pass the resolution with the caveat that the, the math has been changed per me adding the 145,570. Yeah, I mean, what we could do is uh, after we do the reading of the title, we could do a motion to amend the resolution to add that amount to it. And then once that, uh, and then we of course need to pass the motion to amend, but once that's passed, we can then go ahead and pass the resolution like normal. Okay. Well, let's let's plan on doing that when we get to that resolution in the in the annual stack. The um, 
from what I got out of the email from the county is that Congress is working on trying to extend the uh, deadline date from December 30th to into 2021, but they have not done that yet. They're hoping that they that they do, but that's yet to be determined. If they do, that'll help us out tremendously. If not, we're gonna have some scrambling to do. <laughs> well, I don't know how they're gonna do it before December 30th, they're not even in Washington. They were supposed to. Um, they were supposed to do a vote on it this week, but I don't know if that's going to happen or if they're even going to vote to do that. But um, keep in mind that the the uh, residual money that we have left over uh, at the end of the the quarter here, we we are able to use it for payroll, and uh, so we, we can we can take that money down through payroll if we if. Uh, we're done buying stuff with it. So this county money that you learned about last night, does this have the end of year restriction on it right now or is that good? It does, it does. yes, it does. And and that was one of the things in the email that they were trying to get it extended, but right now it does have the okay. the, uh, the, the, end, the December 30th deadline on it. Okay. So it, it's, not, it's not been easy trying to juggle that we spend it, but not overspend it and do it within a 30 day with invoices in our hands and the whole bit. So it's mm. quite quite a task. Steve, thanks a lot. Anything else? That's it. Thank you. Wait, okay, let, let me, hold, hold on, let me ask I'm about sorry, that too. I, I assume we're going to find something to spend this on, but if we don't, is there an opportunity to um, subgrant it to some other organization or government entity in need if they have the time to do it? Yeah, but we're running out of it, it, it. There'd have to be an extension for us to even entertain that, Tom. Okay. There's just simply not time. Yeah. But okay. but in the mean in the meantime, we can we can draw the rest of them funds out through payroll. Okay. Okay. Roads maintenance recreation report. Uh, Road superintendent uh, Tracy Kellams. Uh, I see where we have our parks and rec director uh, Jason Petty with you today. Yes, Jason's going to talk about the uh, park rules hey, Trace, updates. Trace, one thing. I, hey, it looks like the monument sign out front is uh, is coming along. It's, it's getting close. <laughs> Looking good. The brickwork is done. It looks good. Uh, just waiting for the uh, letters to be attached. So yeah, looks they good. got some good weather and came out and took care of that. So I, I think it's going to look good. They they did a nice job. So Jason's here uh, this morning to talk about uh, the park rules updates and the parks and recreation survey. Uh, the, the only thing about the updates, I've talked to Deepak. Uh, we had originally asked for section eight to be removed. I've gotten back in touch with Deepak about rewriting section eight, just removing the part about firearms. There's more in section eight uh, than just firearms. There's fireworks, there's archery. So, Deepak is still uh, going to put that together for us. Uh, so we're not quite ready to adopt that, but uh, we will be at probably the first meeting in January, just so you know before uh, Jason tells you about everything. So do you guys have a copy of the rules that were updated? Yeah. The updated rules? I'll put them on the screen. Okay. So in the, the new rules, that we went through, I have amended in uh, December 4th, 2020. 
once Skyler has it up, any changes that were made, I have highlighted, which I believe the first change would be in section six. <clears throat> And then a lot of these are not major. Some of them are just rewording of the way that it was uh, originally on there. <clears throat> Some of the majority of them, section seven was a uh, request from the uh, advisory committee meeting. Um, section nine about park fires, how, how fires can be used in the parks with just the grills. Um, section 10, animals pet owners shall not bring pets into playground areas and the difference is some of them were just add-ins some of them were just changed um, disorderly conduct in section 13 no person shall pilot a drone recklessly or in a manner to inconvenience their surrounding community and then the section 15 was the section that we had changed so that people would be able to use alcohol in the parks with the permission of the trustees. If we wanted to have a fundraiser, if an organization wanted to have a fundraiser in a park that was not only Bechtold, I think the way that it was written before was that you could only have alcohol in the parks if you were able to rent a shelter or a pavilion. So the way that I have it on here is that with the, uh, if you have an athletic field that you want to rent, that you could also have alcohol with that, but that would still be with the permission of the trustees. So if somebody wanted to have an event in the park, I would get the permit, I would still bring it to you. You would have to vote or, you know, approve it or not to whether they could have that permit. So if you guys are okay with that, I can have it processed and, or if you have any questions or Okay with that. I have no problem. No questions. I do have a few problems with this. I'm not sure if this is ready to go yet. I, I suppose. Um, it, as to the alcoholic beverages, I, I think we're being unnecessarily restrictive there, in light of the fact that there are other laws about disorderly conduct that would apply if someone gets out of hand. I, I think if someone wants to go and have a picnic on the field in the park and bring a, a few beers along if they're not otherwise disorderly they're not giving it to minors things like that I, I don't have a problem with them bringing it into the park frankly and i think we're restricting that here still by saying they can't be consumed without written permission through one of these permits i, I don't know that we need to regulate it that tightly um, we haven't had a problem and, and i don't think that's just because we we have rules like this because the people who would create problems aren't necessarily going to follow the rules anyway um, so maybe we're being unnecessarily restrictive with that. Um, another thought, the disorderly conduct provisions as to drones, there's a there's an error there. The, the word manner should be M-A-N-N-E-R um, instead of M-A-N-O-R. Um, just a, a few grammar tweaks. So that should probably be, or in a manner which inconveniences the surrounding community. Um, section nine about fires is inconsistent if we could turn up to that we say no person shall start a fire in the park and then we immediately contemplate them having fires in grills and other places 
I, I think we should probably say no person shall start an unauthorized fire within a park, uh, maybe outside fire. of a grill, something like that. Okay. Um, and and I, I got feedback from one of the parks committee members um, about some of this and the, the member suggested maybe you guys might want to have another meeting just to talk through some of this and, and the survey we're going to talk about a little more before we we get around to approving it as a board. I think there's time to do that with it being winter anyway. Um, but, and I know we haven't looked at the survey yet, but I just thought I'd bring that up now. So th those are my comments as to the rules right now. I'd still like to take a, a little more intensive look at them after these things are in there. Can't be stored in an unauthorized container or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. And that's so, I mean, this, this, this is good. It's just, it, it still needs a little tweaking in other words. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And some verbiage from you yeah. from uh, Doug. Yeah, you can get it. About, um, yeah. And as far as the drones go, I know the trustees have had conversations before about drones. Are, are, are you satisfied with the language in there about the drones? I am. The FAA is already already regulating drones pretty heavily. I mean, anything yeah. anything over 250 grams. So we're talking about a, a pretty tiny drone is heavily regulated. You're not, a, you're not allowed to fly those over people. Um, you know, they have to be within eyesight. There's, mm. you know, um, so they have, yeah. to be, they have to be registered. Oh, really? So, oh, yeah. Okay. So the uh, the park survey that we came up with, then uh, this is, like I said, this is definitely- Wait, I, I, Jason, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry to interrupt again. I, I, yeah. since, since uh, because of my alcohol comments, I would be interested to hear the other trustees' thoughts on that because we should give you some guidance from the board as a whole, not just me, as to that. Tom, uh, I, I agree with you 100% on what your comments are. Uh, and, and I also got an email from uh, a couple of members of the committee who uh, wanted, to, wanted us to table this so that they could look it over again, this and the survey. On, on the alcohol, I am uh, uh, I'm okay with the existing language, but uh, I will yield it to you too if you uh, choose to change it. Okay, thanks. Okay, sorry to interrupt, Jason. I just thought you might want to hear from each other. No, yeah, so the uh, the park survey that we have is is definitely still just a rough draft. <clears throat> the uh, there were a few add-ons. I I did speak with uh, some of the members of the committee and put on. Um, I was going to continue uh, put on tennis and pickleball also to the activities that you know would you like to see these activities in the in the parks i didn't know if you guys had or did you have you had a chance to look at this before yes and did you guys have anything that you would like to see added to it or changed or how, how do we plan to get this out to the public we were going to put it on the township website we we're going to put it on facebook our Facebook page, and I think it was also possibly going to go out in the uh, township newsletter. But I was still going to talk to Beth about that, and and once once we really found out, you know, what the survey was going to be, once we had a final, I think I was going to try to figure out the best ways to get it out. You mean a link in the uh, you mean a link in the newsletter to go back to the website to look at this to, to fill us out? Is that correct? I believe so. Yeah, and then I think hey, Tom, we, Tom, this is yeah. Beth. <laughs> Um, I'm listening in and I, I 
can put refer people to the website maybe um, in the print newsletter, but what I was really thinking of doing is doing the survey through Constant Contact. I believe I can set one up through Constant Contact, which is the um, what we're using to do our monthly email newsletter. Okay. Um, so I can send it to everyone who's on that subscriber list via their email and then also put a link to it on social media and the website. Okay. Yeah, that's a great yeah. idea. We can Great idea. put a QR code in the, uh, the township newsletter. Somebody just put their phone up to the, uh, you know, to the paper newsletter and, and it'll just take them to the survey. So I guess the most important thing is to try to get objective information off the survey that we try to, we try to figure out an avenue where we can get it. We can get the, we can get the access to everybody and not just those people who are on constant contact or those people who are going to yoga on Sundays or whatever, uh, because then we'll get, we'll probably get skewed information otherwise if we don't, if we don't get to try to get to everybody. So that, that was the point I was trying to make, but I think it's a good idea to have some kind of link in the newsletter that brings us that brings people back to the website if they choose to participate in the survey. Mm -hmm. Here's a suggestion too, um, Jason, I know you got, you had the signs made for yoga in the park that you were good about getting out in key areas for people to see. When we've got the survey ready, maybe we should print up a few of those signs, put the QR code on it also, and, and some link letting people know we're, we're taking a survey, go to the website, whatever, and, and put that at a few key intersections too, maybe at Larchview and Plainfield and in front of the park and mm -hmm. in various places around the mall and up north and so forth, so that people driving by might get their attention. Okay. So did, did you guys have any anything that you'd like to see added on to the survey or any questions about the survey itself? Not not yet for me. And again, I, I understand this is a work in progress, I guess. Is the committee, committee still working on some other questions for it? Uh, for right now, this was this was pretty much what I came up with uh, with one of the committee members. Mr. Stanley has helped putting it together. Um, I sent it to the committee. They all seemed like they were pretty pleased with it, aside from the few add-ons that one of the members had that they wanted to see added on to it. So I think everybody was, for the most part, okay with it. Mm -hmm. uh, some of these, like uh, which park is your favorite, maybe asking people to rank parks in their order of, uh, you know, which is their favorite to least favorite, something like that might provide a little more useful information. Um, let, let me suggest too, you're probably going to run into a lot of people who maybe the ones who respond to this will know where all the, all the parks are, but I suspect there's a good number of our residents who couldn't tell you where some of these parks are. It might be useful to have location information on here when you're naming them, or at least at the beginning, have an introduction Long saying, these are the parks we have in Sycamore Township. Long Here's a quick overview of, with a quick blurb about each one before you lead into the questions. I think the, uh, one of the emails I got was they didn't like question number 14. They wanted that removed about uh, senior citizens. And I don't know why, but they just, we, uh, somebody said, well, we, I thought you said to take that off of there. So that's number 14. So I don't know. I, I guess you guys are going back to another meeting and then you'll look this over again and bring yeah. it to us. Yeah. But hey, it's a great start, Jason. I appreciate this. Yeah. Right. I, I guess one other thought about this too, just a question I have, you know, would you like to have a nature preserve with walking trails in Sycamore Township? I think the answer to that's going to be yes to exactly. most people, but 
the question is what is that cost and that comes into this too um you know should the township dedicate financial resources to uh constructing access to things like that those are questions that may be worth asking too because you might get a different answer there if people realize it's going to cost a significant amount of money to do it so think about that too in formulating the final version of this I, I'd, I'd love to have a nature preserve but if it's going to cost us millions of dollars <clears throat> sorry millions of dollars on the other hand um, I'm happy to go walk through uh, Red River or um, through through Indian Hill <laughs> or something like that you know mm -hmm. I agree with you Tom I thought that was a loaded question also when I saw that I mean everybody's going to say yes yeah. yeah nobody's going to say no we don't want it but yeah mm -hmm. I mean it would it would require a lot of work and a lot of money. So we need, right. to, we need to quantify that somehow. Yeah. Maybe, maybe word it, would you use it? Yeah. yeah. We do have an area, and I guess we've already done a study on it. Didn't know that. I saw it recently. Uh, the uh, land is 16 acres out by School Road. So. Yeah, and it would be very costly, Jim. That's nowhere. That's Absolutely. nowhere near. That. That's nowhere near ready. I mean, that's very rugged in there. When it's I be very members costly. of the parks board, I, I said, you know, when you look at a project like that, um, take it in pieces. You know, it doesn't have to all be done at one time. You can do, you know, one one trail, a short trail, or a couple of benches on that. So that's something we may want to look at down the line. Future consideration. Why are we holding that property? Was it purchased originally to become a, a nature preserve that would be accessible to the public or was it purchased simply as green space or was there a plan for it? That's before it was, my time. I believe it was, it was purchased as green space. There was no real plan for it, although I think we had a, uh, a study done to, uh, to look at putting trails in there. There was a lot of opposition from the residents who lived near there that they didn't want people showing up at, and walking around close to their homes. So, uh, um, and the other thing was it was very expensive because the topography there is not uh, uh, real friendly to uh, uh, to putting in uh, established trails. So, uh, a, co a combination of all that, it was uh, basically uh, it was purchased pretty much for green space. I think there's also a blue line stream in there. So yeah, there's a there's a riparian buffer that we'd have to uh, um, be wary of. Uh, we we get the Army Corps of Engineers involved and everything else. And I have I've spoken with the committee about the possibility of just going in and just making trails, just walking trails, not you know not having parking lots and buildings and bridges that sort of thing if it was just regular walking trails that we had i told him that that might be a better option to look into to you know even have volunteers that could come in and help clear the trails just for a hiking path but that was just one of the ideas that we had come up with in discussion are we able to do that in conformance with the ada these days or do we actually have to pave a six foot wide path if we make a path you're, you're, i don't think so we'd have to check our liability all around um, having volunteers make paths and having, you know, paths just made um, uh, quickly. We'd have to make sure we know what our liabilities are. There, unfortunately, in today's world, there's just no easy way to do it. 
Yeah, maybe oh, maybe some of the committee members I think do have some uh, expertise, I guess, with with ADA requirements. Um, maybe they could look into that as part of any recommendations the committee is making this year as to feasibility, uh, as opposed to desire for these things and what the law might require and potential costs uh, to make some recommendations to us one way or another. I can definitely bring that up in the next meeting. Thanks. I believe in the original paperwork, if you go back, there was talk of making that, uh, you know, walking area benches and that. But if you look back at that uh, drawing that they had from the engineers, it definitely was involving that. And there's, you're looking at 16 acres, so we possibly do something back there. But you guys can kick that around. Jason, anything else? Uh, I guess we're going to table voting on these two things. Yeah, so the, the last thing I have is the invoicing for 2020's athletic fields. The totals were $14,837.50. And to date, $6,652.50 has been paid. So I still have quite a few invoices still out. And keeping in mind, the majority of all of these are just from June on because all of the all of the permits that we had from March till June, we pretty much didn't, none of those people were able to have any of the permits because we had everything shut down. Question about that too. Uh, some, some people sent me some emails about this recently and I'm wondering what the status is. I know uh, for a while, Moeller had been using our, our ball fields at Schuler Park for their practice. I understand they're now undergoing fundraising to build a new baseball practice facility of their own. But they're also promoting online that they're actually using a facility on uh, Grooms Road, I think, in Blue Ash now. Is that in addition to ours, or are they still using ours? And are they paying rent even though their lease expired years ago? Yeah, they're then anytime they get a permit, they still pay for all their field use. I believe they've used our field and Grooms Field the entire time Schuler's been open. Because okay. they have several different they have their junior varsity, varsity, they have several different teams that are all playing at the same time. Okay. Thanks. So, Jason, they are paying. They have been paying us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, this 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 year, they had a permit that they didn't actually get to even use because of COVID. So, this year, they had a permit that just didn't, that they never got to use it. Okay. Any other questions for Jason? Questions for Tracy? Thank you, guys. We're going to move on. Wait, wait, wait. Tracy, did you have any more? I have any, yes, I do have a couple of things. I haven't even given my report yet. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Tracy. I'm sorry. Can we, can we take the bark rules off the screen, too? <laughs> so, leaf season is over. That's always a welcome day <laughs> in Sycamore Township. <laughs> So uh, yesterday was the last day, final round was made of every household in the township yesterday. Every leaf that is on, was on the streets yesterday was picked up. Uh, so those trucks are being torn down as we speak. Also, I have a, uh, we have a Zoom meeting tomorrow at three o'clock uh, for the CDBG. Uh, the grant for the restaurant COVID relief. So we'll be finding out more about that. Uh, so I'll report back to you after that. We'll know more after tomorrow at three o'clock, but that's another thing where they're 
you know, they're pushing right up to the deadline. I don't know how we're supposed to get this done this fast after, uh, you know, talking to them on uh, this, this late in the year. Uh, building construction continues. Uh, we're looking for Thursday, right, Ray? Yes, Thursday. <laughs> Always Thursday. Uh, the only other thing I have is uh, we've been talking about the Taco Bell after looking at that and giving that a, a closer look, uh, I would agree it is in pretty rough condition. And without, uh, it's, it's, you know, with nobody being in there, uh, it, it's really uh, rapidly falling apart. And uh, without knowing a time frame of what's going on there, I believe we would be throwing money away to try to do any kind of repairs on that building. So I, I think the best thing is to go ahead and tear that down. Uh, I contacted four people. I've only received two proposals. Uh, and one is substantially cheaper from the Robert Jacobs Incorporated Company at a cost of $9,640. I would say that we should move and ex ex accept that bid. Uh, he can do it within the next two weeks. The problem is we've not been able to get Duke to remove the gas yet. They've removed the electric. We've had waterworks cooperation, but we're still working on Duke to get the shut off, the gas shut off and the meter removed. Uh, we have a PO that we can use uh, to do that this year, but if it's not done this year, we'll have to come back to you for an encumbrance on this. Uh, because if Duke doesn't get that done, we, we can't move forward yet. Any thoughts on that? Yes, I'd like to see it come down. I think uh, it's an eyesore. I, I, I'm, I'm for doing what you're doing, Trace, move forward. I agree. I think it's, uh, and that price is a great price, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. some of it's half of the other one I got, which was very comparable to all the other demo quotes that we've gotten on the other buildings that we've done. So Do we know Robert Jacobs? Do we know these guys? Uh, well, I have not done work with them though, but uh, the, the guy that I'm working with used to work for pavement management who has torn down many things for us. Uh, he has moved companies and Robert Jacobs apparently has their own gump and that's why they can save so much on dumping costs and decrease the price. Okay. And we've already had all the uh, studies done that we have to do for that. So uh, they're ready to roll as soon as, as soon as we get that gas meter out of there. I think it's a good idea too. What will their tear down entail? The building will be gone. Will that leave a, a slab in the parking lot or what will be left behind? Uh, the parking lot will remain, the slab will remain unless it gets too torn out during demolition. If that happens, they'll just remove it and fill it with soil. Okay. And, and then there... the uh, dumpster surround will also be removed. Okay. And is there a sign out front still for the old Taco Bell or a sign pole? I don't even remember. I'd have to look. I don't believe there is. I, I mean, think there is. No, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Of course, we still have the uh, billboard. The, the billboard still on that property, but that's not coming down. Right. Okay. Do you need a motion to proceed with this, or how do we? Yes, do please. 
I move that we proceed with demolition of the Taco Bell, accepting the bid that Tracy proposed from Robert Jacobs Construction in the amount of $9,640. Second. 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 Vote, uh, Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Barbara, aye. Okay. Uh, really, that's all I have for today, unless you have any other questions for me. Hey, Trace, um, I think we, uh, he didn't mention, but I think we found out yesterday that we're going to get 110,000 yes. grants. Yes. Uh, Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, yeah to do uh, Bechtold Park, we asked for 140, and it looks like they've uh, earmarked 110. So That's that'll for the be playground. Right. Who's that grant from? Uh, what do you, what do you call those funds? The funds that we never thought we could qualify for. I believe for. that's a CDBG grant. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and another thing is uh, one of our projects rated very well uh, for a retaining wall that has collapsed in one of our creek lines for OBWC grants. It, it really looks like that we're going to get funding on that. Grant, that's great. Very good. Is that is is that where is that uh, retaining wall? Is that Dillonville? That is in Dillonville, at the corner of Gualada and Donegal. Gotcha. So, uh, hey, how's that building behind the admin building that was going to be finished in November going? <laughs> Check with us Thursday. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thursday. Some Thursday, Tom. It'll be done some Thursday. Okay. Uh, uh, it's still slow. They're pouring concrete sidewalk today, uh, but there's still there's still a lot of work to go there. Uh, very disappointed in this contractor. Uh, their attention to this project has not been good at all. Uh, we have another meeting tomorrow about it. Uh, we'll be talking about this again. As you know, we had a couple gorgeous days last week. There wasn't a soul on site. Oh, man. Okay. You were looking at financial penalties in the contract, I know, and having stern conversations with them. Is there anything we need to uh, poke them with? Uh, well, we, there, there is. Uh, we, we, have, we are in discussions with that, with the engineer also, because, uh, you know, we, you have your original completion, substantial completion date. You also have days added for weather. You have days added for delays that were beyond their control from uh, Duke, which is still going on because Duke still hasn't tied the gas line in. So there's still no heat. Uh, so since there's no heat, we can't turn water on. Uh, I saw somebody out front today, so that gas may, may actually be being tapped today if we're lucky. Because uh, if we can get that, uh, we can certainly move forward with some other stuff. Uh, we did get our tanks moved for our brine. Uh, we got all the product moved. Uh, we got our brine machine hooked up, but we can't complete it without water either. We can't turn the water on without gas for heat. So uh, we're waiting on Duke. So obviously, you know, those kind, unfortunately, those kind of claims 
give them extra days, even though there's nothing else being done on the job. Yeah. So we have uh, a, we a snowfall predicted. The, so we are up in the air of a substantial yep. completion date. Uh, we're working with the architect on that right now, and we will be having more discussions about that tomorrow. Okay. We have a snowfall predicted for tomorrow. It looks like it's going to be less than they were saying originally here, but it, it, um, that, that brings to mind, is any of this going to affect our snow removal, uh, removal operations? It will not. All right. It will not. We are ready to go. Hmm. Thanks, Trace. Um, yeah, we were talking November for that to be done. Yeah, well, their original date was in September. September. Yeah. Scott well, you. is our planning and uh, zoning administrator. Uh, I'm make an indoor skating rink out of this place. <laughs> Scott, I got to say, last night was a busy, busy night for you guys. That was a busy night. Uh, went much smoother and, and faster than I than I thought it would. So I'll 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 count my blessings, I suppose. Um, can you can I'll, you I'll recap? Said, what's that? Uh, Scott, can you recap recap that for us to give everybody an, an update on what happened last night? Those who didn't see it. Yeah, just about to. Uh, so uh, last night we heard uh, three cases. Uh, two of them were on uh, eighty seven sixty Montgomery Road. Uh, the first one, 2020-07Z, uh, was a zone change um, application uh, to go from B, single-family residential, to D, multifamily. Um, and along with the zone change application, uh, there was a PUD-1 uh, proposal. So we had uh, approximately 50 people on our Zoom meeting last night. I, actually, I take that back. I think it's 45, uh, including staff. And, uh, and our law director. Um, uh, with that being said, I think we had uh, approximately a dozen residents uh, uh, that were that were actively speaking um, um, and, and voiced voiced several concerns with the uh, the, the development. Uh, this was a 22-unit multifamily project uh, on on approximately two and a half acres. So while the density was considered moderate. Uh, the, uh, the the zoning commission determined that, that that was that was still too dense for the uh, for the area, not in keeping with the um, uh, the Montgomery Road corridor. Uh, so, with that being said, they are making a recommendation uh, to the to the board of trustees uh, to deny the zone change uh, because they're making a recommendation to deny zone change. Uh, they decided to table the PUD. Uh, review until after um, after the trustees make make a final determination. Um, so um, I'll, I'll get back to timing in just a minute. The other case that we had, uh, 2020-09-P2, uh, that was at 8469 Blue Ash Road. This is the old, uh, I believe it's the, the Damper and Louvers Company uh, building that was that was built like 1949, 1950. Uh, it is, it's currently being used as a, a multi-tenant space uh, for a variety of commercial uses, everything from woodworking to photography to, to general office space. Uh, there's a new tenant that was proposed for the, uh, the, the, the southernmost unit on the site. Uh, that was DoorDash. They were gonna have um, kind of a convenience store commissary of sorts. Uh, where DoorDashers can can come pick up supplies for 
um, for residents in the area and, and deliver those. Uh, the zoning commission uh, uh, voted to consider that uh, uh, and, and approve that uh, with, um, or made a recommendation to approve that uh, with a couple of conditions. Uh, one concern that they had that they're asking the, the trustees to consider is uh, evening and, uh, and, and late night overnight operations. Um, it is proposed to be a 24 seven operation. And uh, that, that area is certainly mixed use. We do have you know, some commercial and, uh, and light industrial, but we also have um, you know, single family homes that are, that are right across the street. Um, so that's, you know, with, with that being a recommendation to the, to the board, uh, that's going to give the applicant enough opportunity to put together a presentation and address that with, uh, uh, with you. Um, with those recommendations uh, uh, being presented to being, excuse me, being presented to the trustees, uh, we have approximately 30 days uh, to to hear those. Uh, the January 19th meeting is falling outside of that approximately 35 days from now. Uh, so I am requesting a, a special meeting uh, in order to facilitate those public hearings and uh, um, you know, potentially decision on these, um, these two items. Uh, I have spoken to uh, Ms. Debbie Campbell, uh, who uh, is going to have some checks, uh, check run for us. Uh, and we are proposing uh, January 12th as a, uh, as a possible date. Uh, that'll give us enough time to properly notice and advertise for these uh, uh, these public hearings and uh, still fall within our window. That works for me. And we could do that by Zoom, is that correct, Skylar? Yes, sir. And, and that also works for me, I'm fine. I'm good with okay. that. All right. Uh, with that being said, I'll move on to the, uh, the agenda items. Um, of course, I don't have it in front of me. Is it the alternate first or is it the uh, unexpired terms? Thank you. Okay. Uh, I have uh, three uh, zoning volunteers uh, who have expiring terms. Uh, all of them are interested on uh, in staying on. Uh, the first two are from Zoning Commission. Uh, we have a regular member, Ann Flanagan. Um, and then we have alternate Bill Swanson. Both are expiring at the end of this year, uh, and I'm requesting that they uh, uh, that their terms be renewed. And then from uh, BZA, we have uh, Mr. Steve Schultz. So all three of these members um, are, are attending regularly. Uh, I think their input uh, in these meetings is extremely valuable, and I, I appreciate their uh, their support and participation. Uh, I just speak up for Ann. For Ann, uh, Ann and uh, and Bill both do a fantastic job. I, I I've watched many of their meetings, and I, I totally agree with you on that, Skyler. Um, I did go through the uh, the three um, uh, resumes that we had for BZA, and um, I think Steve Schultz is a good choice. Uh, Steve Steve Schultz is on BZA already. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I think to to move him up, correct. No, no, no. He'll he'll stay. No, right he's been on board. He was on with me. You're you're thinking of Michael Schwartz. Oh, I'm. Oh, that's a, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm yeah. sorry. No, no problem. 
What, what what's Michael's last name? Schwartz. Schwartz. Yeah. yeah. That's who I was thinking of. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. Uh, no problem. No. Yeah. Scott, I'm I'm on board with you. That. Uh, okay. Yeah. Same here. Good I members, am too. Good members. Yep. Yeah. You know, uh, I've 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 had to to manage a lot of uh, um, zoning commissions, VZAs uh, throughout the years, different communities. Um, I, I truly believe the Sycamore Township is is blessed with the, uh, the the quality of the volunteers that we have for these boards. Uh, they are um, orders of magnitude uh, a higher caliber than than I've seen anywhere else. So we we are truly blessed. So Do we, need we a need a couple of motions, uh, yep. Skyler, on both of the both for the uh, the board terms and then for. Uh, picking the alternate for BZA. Okay. Uh, so Mr. Swanson is our is our alternate. Uh, that is a one year term. Uh, the other two are four year. So I'm just asking for um, asking for reappointment uh, to to new terms. I'll make a motion to to uh, reappoint Ann Flanagan for a four year term to the to the uh, Planning and Zoning Commission. I'll second that. Vote, um, Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. I'll uh, make a motion to uh, to appoint uh, uh, Bill Swanson to as the alternate for a one-year term to the Planning and Zoning Commission. I'll second that. Vote, Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. And I will make a motion to uh, uh, reappoint Steve Schultz uh, to the BZA for an additional four-year term. I'll second that. Let's vote, Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. LaBarbera, aye. Okay, next on the uh, agenda is the appointment of uh, a BZA alternate. Um, I sent a, a formal recommendation to, to the board uh, late last week. Uh, we have so following the uh, uh, the resignation of Mr. Jim Eichmann, uh, we moved Ms. Tracy Hughes to um, to the regular member position to fill that unexpired term, uh, which now leaves our alternate vacant. Um, so we did advertise this uh, uh, online on our website. Uh, we put uh, we put notice out in the. Uh, the township newsletter, and this time around, we received three um, three applications, resumes, what have you. Um, by far, um, Mr. Michael Schwartz um, uh, was uh, the the kind of unanimously uh, agreed upon candidate uh, with with township staff. Uh, Mr. Schwartz comes from a from a planning and zoning background. Um, I'll be honest. He's been he's been practicing planning since before I was born, so um, you know, I I have every expectation that he's coming to us with a, with a wealth of knowledge, and uh, will be a true asset to uh, to the BZA. So I look forward to working with him. He was also uh, he he's shown interest over uh, quite a quite a long period of time. He's been looking to uh, to volunteer in the township. Uh, he was actually part of the um, uh, the um, 
the application process for the uh, the earlier vacancies that we had this year. So I'm glad to have an opportunity to get him on board. I'll make a motion to uh, appoint uh, uh, Michael Schwartz as the alternate to the uh, BZA. And I will second that. Mr. Weedman, vote. Uh, yeah, I just want to say I, I I looked at the resumes on these uh, candidates as well, and uh, he definitely, uh, uh, in my opinion, was the best candidate for this job. So uh, I'm glad that uh, everyone seems to agree on this. Uh, and I vote aye. Mr. James? I, I would agree he is the best candidate. I, I do want to express appreciation to everyone who uh, reached out to the township about uh, potentially becoming a, a Board of Zoning Appeals member or alternate here, and we encourage everyone's interest in that. Uh, but Mr. Schwartz by far is the best candidate uh, uh, for this position, and I vote aye. And I'll throw my aye in there and also uh, say how pleased I am that we, uh, we selected Mr. Schwartz and that he's uh, stepped up to do this. Okay. All right, uh, so unfortunately we have uh, some nuisance vehicle resolutions to uh, uh, get through for the end of the year. Um, get my, I've got a little lag here, hang on a second. So the first one is uh, for junk motor vehicle in Sycamore Township at, um, actually, excuse me, let me see here. Just the one on, there we go. Uh, 8564 Plainfield Lane. Um, this is, let me see, is this our, our ATV on a trailer? So we received uh, complaints about uh, um, uh, about the illegal storage of a uh, of a side by side ATV uh, on a trailer, uh, this they can they can fix this. It needs to either be stored indoors uh, in the rear yard or on a on a padded uh, um, on on a concrete or asphalt pad in their rear yard. Um, right now, it's just not in conformance. So we'll we'll work with these guys, but uh, uh, so far we haven't had any cooperation. So, and we have received complaints from the, the surrounding area. You said we haven't gotten any cooperation. Have we contacted them though, or attempted to and gotten no response at all or? or? Uh, no, no response. We've, we've reached out numerous ways. Uh, we, we do send letters. Uh, we uh, will, uh, we'll, we'll put a business card on their door. Um, no, we'll, We'll try and go to the house, um, you know, just just knock. But uh, we're we're not receiving any response yet. So, okay, I do have a resolution for this. If I can get my laptop to move. There we go. Is there any more questions before I read the resolution? No? Okay. Then I have a resolution providing for the removal of junk motor vehicle in Sycamore Township, Hamilton County, 
and the proper disposal storage and impoundment of motor vehicle by implementing the procedure set forth uh, in Sycamore Township Resolution Number 2012-14 and Sections 505.173, 505.85, and 505.871 of the Ohio Revised Code. Motion. Second. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Barbara? Aye. All right, uh, next, next vehicle is at uh, 4552 Sycamore Road. Uh, again, we've been receiving uh, complaints on this. Uh, out of state, um, out of state vehicle uh, with expired tags. Uh, it's, it's been on the, uh, Kind of right here on the, the front of the property for quite some time now. Um, we're we're just trying to we're just trying to get movement on these and and try and get uh, um, you know get these issues in compliance. Skyler, what street is that on again? Uh, it's Sycamore. Okay, is that in their driveway? Uh, no, I think that's actually it's out on the driveway. It's on the street. Yeah, yeah, it's on the street. How long has it been there? A uh, couple months, I believe. It's also got expired plates, so but, uh, yeah. you know, even the duration might be a moot point. Yeah, but but even as to that, we need to keep in mind these days, uh, a lot of states have extended expiration of things on tags and licenses because uh -huh. of COVID-19. So I wouldn't want that to be our only basis because that could be a problem if the expiration was just August of 2020, that may potentially be expired. Um, is it apparently inoperable? Uh, based on based on uh, what what Kevin have seen out in the field, yes. Okay. Have we had any communication with these people? Uh, no, we've we've tried noticing, but no no response. Okay. And we know that hasn't moved. Uh, it it hasn't moved based on based on what we've observed. It's always in the same spot. So the owner in that house, we don't know for sure if that's his or her car. We, we don't even know if it's their house, which may be why we haven't received any any comment from them. So it's hard to tell from the picture. Is this clearly on the street or is this partly in their yard also? Uh, it, it's probably straddling, but you know, this is this is uh, just past the- uh, It's the in the right away. Right away it's too. not on the street, but it's in the right away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the the driver's side tire might be might be on the property line. Deepak, let me ask you on both of these. I mean, do these fit? Even the other one that was just parked in the yard is that our resolution says junk vehicle. Do these qualify as junk vehicles? Um, as long as we've got the definitions in our uh, code that say that, you know, things where they appear to be inoperable, expired tags, um, you know, missing tires, uh, you know, non-functioning headlights. So as long as, you know, and, and Skylar, I'm sure you're familiar with the, the provisions of the code, as long as we can check those boxes, then we're good. Yep. No, and we'll we'll do everything we can to 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 verify those before 
uh, before we take physical action on site. Now the copy of the resolution I'm looking at, and I, I was looking at my printed one, not the screen, but for the year make model color and plate, it's got the plate filled in, year zero make model color aren't filled in. Is that something essential to a resolution as to this, if we've got the plate number to clearly identify what it is anyway? I mean, I think for good practice, we would want that information filled in if we could. Yeah, I, hmm. honestly, I actually saw these, I, I did see this filled out to some extent. I don't think we have the year. Um, Can we get the VIN number? Can you read the VIN number? We ought to be able to run something out of the plate yeah. from the sheriff's office. Yeah, we may be able to. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'd be okay with the VIN number if we can't, you know, get all the other specifics, but I mean, Tracy's right. We ought to be able to run the plates and get all the info we need. Okay. Yeah, why, don't we, why don't we hold up on this one? What do you think? Is there any urgency to this based on complaints or snow, snow removal impediment or anything of that sort? Um, well, there are active complaints, but you know, um, you know, it's something that the residents in the area have been dealing with. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to say that there's a there's an immediate health or safety issue. Well, here, here's uh, unless it's going to impede um, snow removal. I mean, I'm comfortable. We might get plowed in, but we can still remove the snow. Yeah. Here's a suggestion. We may have time before the end of the meeting. It's not like this is far away if it's on Sycamore Road. Can Kevin or someone run out there and see if you can get a VIN number? Uh, I'll, I'll see if we can. Uh, if not, then um, run the plate. We, we can, we can put the plate while we're on run the plate. Yeah, run the plate. We're, we're meeting on the 12th. I'm, I'm comfortable just, just punting this one next month if that's the right okay. deal. Okay. Anything else, Tyler? Uh, let's see. Uh, no, for right now, I think that's good. Um, we are we are trying to wind down our, our 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 COVID projects right now. I know I know Debbie and Chief are are looking forward to uh, make sure that we we've, we've reconciled all of our all of our purchases and we're 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 audit proof as, as much as possible. So. Um, I'm, I'm going to continue to work on those um, and, and assist with that project. Um, other than that, that's all I have. Any other questions for Skyler? Uh, I, I think I may have asked this in the last meeting, but the this charrette process on the Taco Bell Pep Boys area has anything further happened with that in the last several weeks at least? How's that moving? Uh, so, so we've received a a ninety percent draft uh, just just yesterday actually from uh, um, Market Metrics, our our economist. Uh, so I'll be getting that out to uh, uh, the trustees here soon. Uh, and we are we're currently working on uh, scheduling and, and pacing for our for our focus groups. So I've I've had initial contact with Jay Stewart, and we're we're getting together soon. Okay, Tom. Any any other questions, Tom? Not for me. No, thanks. All right, Law Director Report. Uh, Sycamore Township Law Director is Mr. Deepak Desai.
Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, just a couple items this morning. Um, update on our applications for tax exemptions. Uh, we were able to work with uh, Ray and Tracy to uh, distill the list down. Uh, basically, there are three properties that we are applying for. Uh, the addresses are 4316 Sycamore Road, uh, 7783 Montgomery Road, and finally, uh, 8622 Plainfield Road. Um, so uh, two of the properties are properties that were added to parks and uh, the Montgomery Road property is uh, the one that's currently being used by the uh, maintenance department as an equipment storage facility. So um, it would seem we would have good chances of getting the uh, folks in Columbus to agree that those are public purposes, but uh, we probably won't know until sometime next summer. Uh, but those applications, I believe are with Ray and, and Mr. LaBarbera. I think they're just awaiting your signature so we could send them in. We do need to get them in before the end of the year. So maybe perhaps after the meeting, if you can sign them, if you haven't already, we'll get those in. Um, stop by the township, you know, whenever it's convenient. Um, the Mueller, uh, I'm sorry, are there any questions about the, the applications for tax exemptions? So 7783, right. that's Pep Boys, the old Pep Boys? That's the old Pep Boys, Mr. James. Okay. Yeah, so that, that's an important one that we get a, an exemption on because I believe we paid uh, somewhere around 3.4 for that, if I remember correctly. Yep. So uh, that, that's a very important one. Uh, but again, uh, with the use of the maintenance department for its equipment storage, I, I'm optimistic we'll get, it, we'll get it determined to be a public purpose. Um, so the other matter I have, um, the, uh, infamous, um, Mueller, uh, Kathy Willis BZA appeal, um, as you may know, uh, magistrate birding upheld the board of zoning appeals decision to grant Mueller a conditional use permit to build a parking lot, um, on property adjacent to Kennedy lane. Um, that was appealed by Ms. Willis, um, who is the appellant in the case. Uh, we argued that in front of Judge Dinkelocker. Um, a few weeks ago, Judge Dinkelocker issued a decision upholding the magistrate's decision, confirming the BZA's decision to grant the permit. So long story short, we, we, we've won the appeal um, at the lower court level. Um, I believe it's tomorrow that the 30-day appeal period for Ms. Willis to take it to the Court of Appeals uh, uh, runs. Uh, I expect she will do that uh, just to preserve her right. Uh, but it's also my understanding from talking to Mueller's attorney, Mr. Barrett, uh, that he and the attorneys for Ms. Willis are engaged in uh, discussions to hopefully settle the matter, which... Um, I have been encouraging since the beginning of this appeal. Um, as you know, we, we're going to defend the BZA's decision, but at the end of the day, uh, really we'd like Mueller and Ms. Willis to both be happy if they can resolve the matter to their mutual satisfaction. That's a win-win for everybody. Um, any questions about the Mueller case? All righty. Um, the uh, third 
third item we're going to talk about in executive session, uh, but that has to do with the Deer Park Auto motion for contempt that we filed recently. Um, and then the uh, fourth item I have on my uh, list that I just wanted to bring to the trustees attention. Um, I believe uh, Kevin has spoken with um, Rob Butler in our office. Uh, apparently there's a, a resident in the township who is uh, building without a permit. Um, Kevin or somebody from the department had a conversation with him about the need to get a permit, a very nice conversation. Uh, and he politely told him that there was no way he was gonna comply with the law. So um, I'll be talking to Skylar and Kevin about that more, but we may be filing a, um, uh, an injunctive action seeking uh, that resident to uh, comply with our permit requirements. Um, any questions about that? Approximately where in the township is that? I will have to defer to Skylar or Kevin on that. Uh, I, Skylar, I, which one are we talking about? The Deer Park? So, uh, Kevin called, contacted Rob Butler about uh, a gentleman who was building without a permit. Oh, that's, oh, yeah. that's on. That's on Judd. So. Um, we're, uh, we've actually had a, a, a very long, um, uh, run with this gentleman. He's actually had, uh, uh, uh resolutions against him this year. Oh, I'm yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we've, we've posted notice. He's, he's just absolutely refusing to, to comply or work with the same way. Uh, actually, I, I have a, I have a copy of a very, uh, Maybe not very profane, but but a very uh, adamant rebuttal from uh, from this gentleman. Uh, he's refusing to to cooperate or recognize any any township authority. Um, yeah, he's this this is an Alamo situation for him. And we have a long history with yeah. this gentleman. Yeah. Okay. He, he he told us where we could put our uh, our, our resolutions. <laughs> so. Oh my. Um, we're, we're going to have to, unfortunately, we're going to have to escalate this one and, uh, and, um, and move forward. Yeah, so Skylar, I think um, Mr. Butler in my office is all ready to, um, you know, get things filed. If uh, maybe Kevin um, or you could just, you know, circle back with him as early as possible. He'll uh, okay. think he's looking for some, you know, some, you know, information to um, put in the complaint and, and some, uh, documentation okay. to attach and we'll get that all fired up good we've been waiting on this one so looking forward to yeah. it we'll, we'll set up a meeting sounds like it's going to be interesting hey Puck, uh, if i may ask why is why aren't you doing this instead of rob butler why is rob butler doing this one? um rob has done it for years for the township um he's very efficient at it um you know and kind of my approach to it was if it ain't broke don't fix it um, you know, Rob does this for me for other jurisdictions as well. Um, you know, it, it's just something he's uh, efficient at doing. Um, if the township would prefer me to handle it personally, I will, but I have the utmost confidence and faith in uh, Rob. And uh, I think Kevin and Skyler feel comfortable reaching out to him directly. Uh, it removes me as the middleman. It reduces legal fees because I then don't have to be the conduit for here's what we're trying to accomplish. 
Um, and, and really, uh, Mr. Chair, um, you know, it's, it's the way that I would like the township and I encourage all of my municipal clients to look at my firm. I'm the law director, but we have a team of attorneys ready to assist you. Um, everybody's got a different skill set and, um, you know, I encourage, uh, you know, different departments and personnel to feel free to reach out directly to my colleagues and engage them in the services that they know they can provide. But I would certainly defer to whatever the board would prefer in terms of, uh, you know, me handling it versus Mr. Butler. Okay. Makes sense. Thanks for explaining that. Yeah. My pleasure. We're happy to work with Mr. Butler. Uh, we've been working with him on, on Deer Park Auto. It's, it's worked really well. Okay, Deepak, anything else? Uh, that, that'll do it, Mr. Chair. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, may, I, may I ask a question about something he raised that actually it's a question for Mr. Miller, on the other hand, it's back to Moeller because I know there's been discussions with Moeller and with neighbors recently about lighting there and light covers and light meters now. And I understand Skylar, you or Kevin went out and measured the light spill at the property line and determined it was compliant. But since then I've seen an email from one of the neighbors who bought his own light meter and his seemed to show it wasn't compliant. Has anything else happened or have there been further discussions or action? Yes, I actually I actually spoke one-on-one -on -one with that uh, uh, with that resident. Um, we, uh, we, we've actually been, been trading emails back and forth over the weekend. Um, we, we did uh, some, some changes to our settings and we, you know, we were able to get a, a reading that was more consistent with what uh, uh, the resident was showing. It's it's very it's it's borderline violation from that standpoint. Uh, however, there are other um, there are other sections of the the resolution that talk about uh, light glare and the 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 horizontal um, you know visibility of the bulbs uh, that to, to require shielding. Um, I, I've since again talked to uh, representatives from Moeller, and they're supposed to be. Uh, actually angling those those down or shielding them that was supposed to happen yesterday so we're we're going over after this meeting to to check on that so very good uh, and i did follow up with that resident so we're we're we've been in close and, and constant contact okay thank you mm -hmm. okay mr ray warwick is up next our township administrator and uh looking at the list you've been very very busy and we have the various uh, year-end resolutions, but the first thing I'd like to do is go over the budget, if I can figure out how to get this up. Yeah. Can you all see that? Yes. I just yes. put up a spreadsheet. This is the uh, uh, total recap of the budget I'd like to point out a couple things because it's it's uh, got some moving parts to it. The main thing that uh, we do with the uh, uh, resolution to approve the appropriations for the year uh, follows the the column that says expenses. Uh, but we formatted this in a way to watch our balances and kind of see where we go, we were going to stand. So the opening balance in the first column. Those balances are really from, uh, I think, like mid-November. Uh, obviously, those change every day. And we won't have the official opening balance for 2021 until 
January 1st. Uh, so at that time, we'll start to report from the, the real balance. But I put those in there as we went through our budgeting exercise, just to make, just to kind of get, uh, make sure we weren't going to, uh, uh, what, what the effect on the balances was going to be. Uh, when we get to January 1st, some of those balances will be lower, some may be a little higher, I don't know. Um, the revenues in the, in the next column, uh, those can, uh, th those make up uh, the levy revenues, which are the exact amounts that were certified by the county when you did the tax budget in July. So those numbers are in there exactly from the county. And then we have uh, uh, various other, you know, fees and, and uh, uh, fees and fines like uh, in the EMS ambulance charges and uh, those kinds of things that, that, that come in over the course of the year. Um, also what's reflected in those revenue lines is any money that has been transferred or will be transferred from the JEDs. And our approach this year is to move that money in the beginning and get it properly appropriated and let all of the spending that has been done out of the JEDs be managed by the department heads. And in this case, it's uh, mainly Tracy and Chief Penny and uh, then administration. That's where most of the money, the monies are spent. Um, so those revenues, um, those aren't dead certain, of course. We don't know what the uh, tax collection comes to exactly, uh, but I think it's pretty, pretty close and we've been pretty close uh, on those kind of revenues. But the revenue line is inflated because we move money from, uh, from the JEDs. So that when you look at the JED expenses, uh, what's reflected there is not only some expenses that might be spent right in a JED zone, which that there's a, a some of that spending occurs there, but most of their expenses shown here have been transferred to departments. Um, so the the appropriation amount that uh, we'll be asking you to consider and pass today is 52 million and 32,171. That appropriation amount then will become our budget, our spending portion of the budget that we will load into uh, the first three months into bucks and then the full year into uh, UAN. Uh, so we can start uh, marking or, or judging ourselves against budget. Uh, the budget will be put in monthly basically on a divide by 12. So those, the monthly budgets aren't going to be that accurate because the divide by 12 isn't going to work for everything. I would be hopeful next year that we would have a better handle on our budgeting and be able to straighten some of that out. But certainly the year to date budget that will flow also as we report back to you each month, uh, that will tell us really uh, where we stand with respect to, to budget as we move throughout the year. Um, the net column doesn't look so hot because it shows that uh, we're going to use up $9 million uh, of our reserves. However, I would point out that it really isn't, we've got some huge one-time only uh, spending in the expenses. Um, we have uh, in these appropriations, 
Uh, we are asking for $5 million to be appropriated, and that has to do with that 25% of the TIF dollars that we can use due to the COVID uh, situation. So we are earmarked uh, in this budget $5 million. That doesn't come, uh, that isn't close to the 25%. We could use more, but uh, Tracy has sketched out the program. I think it was just short of the 5 million. And I think our challenge is still gonna be uh, the capacity of contractors to be able to get that work done. So I think we're comfortable just earmarking the 5 million for now. Uh, we've got 3,775 uh, in this budget um, under the idea that we would retire the debt on the, the maintenance building we're building behind here and there's some also some road money in there. I think that that's been set up on a one-year roll and every time we roll it, um, it costs us money to do that. And uh, the plan would be to, to get the 3.7 million uh, out of TIF dollars and I believe we can do that. So I, I would be uh, suggesting to the board that maybe we retire that 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 portion of debt. The other piece of debt is about $700,000 and that's that that old uh, bond that we have that, that's carrying a 6% interest. Uh, so we can we can get rid of that. Uh, so that's what's built in. So there that comes to 9.4 almost 9.5 million of what I would say are one time only asks or one time only spending. Um, and, uh, uh, even if you, uh, agree to appropriate those amounts today, of course, no action would be taken on any of that, uh, spending. We would still, for various reasons, be coming back to the board for final approval, certainly to retire debt. And, uh, also as Tracy has the projects, uh, laid out against the 5 million. So, uh, the board will have ample time to uh, make judgments uh, against that money as we move forward. Um, the, uh, the area that we have to watch the closest um, is the, the amount of money that's coming out of the JEDS because we use that for operating funds. And so this year, instead of us finding out at the end of the year uh, what happened, because we've had a had this pattern where we kind of run everything negative and then Mark Hurst comes in in December and puts it all back together. Uh, so we've got the picture now in front of us of if things ran uh, like they did in the couple prior years and according to trend and all that, it doesn't look like a very good year. And uh, what we're going to endeavor to do is uh, work very hard as a team to really get a handle on what our spending should be and do some good old fashioned belt tightening. And uh, we're gonna call on everybody to help us with that. Um, and uh, uh, obviously one prong of that this year was to get a, try to work down that deficit uh, in the, uh, in our health insurance uh, uh, pool uh, since we're self-insured. So, we're going to be having, we're going to be very watchful of spending and we're probably going to be bugging people about it uh, all year to try to figure out exactly what, what level of spending uh, we need. 
The other thing that we'll probably be talking to you about throughout the year is the, the use of TIF funds uh, for things that would, if we, we, if we use the TIF fund to, to uh, do something that would lower operating costs. And I'll give us the simple example is this. We have a couple of very of pretty old fire trucks and one of them uh, I think is out for service or just was <clears throat> and the maintenance bill on that was uh, about 20 grand. Now, maybe that's not much, you know, on a, on a $600,000 fire engine, but this is an older fire engine and uh, it likely has these kind of maintenance bills all the time. Those maintenance bills obviously are paid through operating funds and we're putting pressure on those operating funds, especially out of the JEDs. And we still have plenty of TIF money that could be, a, be applied to those things. So that's another thing that we would wanna be talking to you about throughout the year. Um, I think that's everything I wanted to tell you about this. Uh, I did send you <clears throat> all of the detail of uh, all the backup to all these lines. Uh, so you can see how we built it. And uh, uh, like I say, what you're going to approve is kind of a, an upper level, uh, which is attached to the resolution we'll look at here, because <clears throat> you want to leave the detail to the administration and the department heads so that, you know, we're able to move money around in those funds because that naturally is going to happen without having to come to the board every time to do that. Of course, anytime we change, we have to transfer from fund to fund or ask for more to be appropriated. Of course, we have to come to you. Any questions? <coughs> All right. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to try to unshare my screen, Skylar, if I know how to do that. <laughs> uh, at the top, or, yeah, let's say Mr. Ebel might be able to just kick you out. <laughs> no, I, I just did it, I think. Oh, okay. All right, good. If you'll put the resolutions up and we'll <clears throat> work yep, through it. Not a problem. This is the one uh, uh, adopting the spending that I just uh, reviewed with you. And uh, attached is the, uh, all the numbers that, that uh, reflect the level that the board will approve. And uh, the grand total, the 52,032,171, that's the same number I showed you in our budget. So the resolution reads, a resolution adopting appropriations for calendar year 2021 and dispensing with a second reading. Motion. Second. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. I, I'm voting aye. I, I do want to note that I'm hoping next year we can, to the extent feasible, uh, convey some of this information to the public a little earlier before the end of the year, if we can. And I do want to make that point. I know this year has been a year of some changes. 
and so forth. But let's let's see if we can endeavor to do some of that next year. But I vote aye. And uh, I'll make a comment, Mr. We Mr. Warwick. Thank you so much for doing this because we, yes. in my my years as a trustee, we haven't seen this kind of uh, um, this kind of a presentation. And I vote aye. Okay. Next resolution. This is a uh, annual thing, Clout. That's the uh, coalition of large urban townships, which we are one. They always ask for a separate resolution. Uh, what's Clout? Clout cost us $200 a year, but they like a separate resolution. Resolution reads, a resolution authorizing membership in the coalition of large Ohio urban townships and dispensing with a second reading. Motion. Second. Vote, Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. LaBarbera, aye. Thank you. Next resolution is for, it's a little redundant because it's got cloud in there, but also for the Ham Hamilton County Township Association dues, which uh, I think those are $450 annually. And uh, the resolution reads, a resolution authorizing payment for association dues and dispensing with a second reading. Second. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. LaBarbera. Aye. All right. This next one is the amending the appropriations <clears throat> for uh, 2020. This is what we talked about earlier. And so I guess, Deepak, we need, need a motion to amend the resolution before we do it. Is that how to do it? Um, so do go ahead and do a first reading. Go ahead and read the title. Okay. But after, after you read the title, uh, we'll need a trustee to make a motion to amend. Okay. Uh, resolution amending 2020 appropriations, dispensing with a second reading and declaring an emergency. Motion. Second. And I will make a motion to amend uh, to include the $145,570 that's uh, the added uh, available funds. I'll second that. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Barbara? Aye. And then, okay, we'll, need, and then we'll need to do a motion to adopt. I'll make a motion to adopt. I'll second. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. LaBarbera. Aye. Thank you. Next is uh, we asked the uh, county auditor to give us uh, advance payment on our uh, taxes. I think we've done this annually here, so we're doing it again. <clears throat> the resolution reads, a resolution requesting the county auditor to make advance payments taxes and dispensing with a second reading. Motion. Second. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. LaBarbera. Aye. The next resolution is uh, retaining uh, Donnellan, Donnellan, and Miller. Uh, I don't know. Deepak, do you want to make any comment before I read the title? Uh, not necessarily. I mean, this is a, a resolution we do every year. Um, if there are any questions, I'd be happy to answer them. <clears throat> the resolution reads, 
a resolution retaining the law firm of Donlan, Donlan and Miller as legal counsel and retaining Deepak K. Desai, an attorney with Donlan, Donlan and Miller as the township law director, dispensing with second reading and declaring an emergency. Motion. Second. Mr. Weedman. I, 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 I do have just, well, go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tony. Just a bit of discussion for reference for the public for anyone who might be paying attention <laughs> to the meeting here. Um, the, the, the amount being paid as the, the fixed fee under the contract essentially to Donald and Donald and Miller is higher than last year. On the other hand, we are requiring that it covers more meetings than last year as well because we have shifted our meetings from one evening, two morning meetings to two evening meetings a month uh, and occasional workshops. Last year's arrangement only covered 12 evening meetings a year as part of the base rate. Now we're incorporating up to 24 meetings essentially as part of the base rate, which uh, for the public's reference leaves the township actually coming out of head in terms of uh, what hourly billings might've been otherwise. Traditionally for workshops, Mr. Uh, uh, Desai's firm has been uh, billing hourly for appearances at those. So this is, this is a better deal, although on its face, it's a slightly larger amount than before. And I did wanna make that clear for the public. And I vote aye. And uh, I'll vote uh, aye also. Okay. Next uh, resolution, uh, once again, an annual resolution that uh, sets the uh, fiscal officer's salary, uh, which is actually set by the state of Ohio. Uh, currently, the fiscal officer's salary is $32,161, uh, the annual amount. The resolution reads, a resolution set, setting the township fiscal officer's salary and benefits and dispensing with a second reading. Motion. Second. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. LaBarbera. Aye. Next is uh, uh, a resolution establishing the mileage allowance uh, for township employees. Um, we use the IRS whatever whatever amount that is. I don't know that uh, they've published 2021 amount yet, but uh, whatever that is, that's, that's the uh, amount that we adopt or the amount that we use. The resolution reads, a resolution establishing mileage allowance for township employees, providing for reimbursement expenses and dispensing with a second reading. Motion. Second. Question. Even. Question. Sorry. I, I, I have a question. What, I, we have a fleet of township vehicles. So could you explain what sort of things uh, vehicular usage by township employees might be reimbursed for? And I assume going to conferences, things like that, or, or what are we what are we typically covering for this? Yeah, if we don't use it very much at all because we do have those vehicles and whenever possible, we, we try to use one of those vehicles. Okay, thank you. Okay, uh, Mr. Weedman. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. Next is a resolution for the compensation of the trustees. Once again, this is set by state law. <clears throat> uh, Mr. LaBarbera and Mr. Weedman will earn $22,676.04 in 2021. <clears throat> and Mr. James, since he came in at a different time frame. We'll earn a little bit more. He'll earn $23,475.96. Uh, 
the resolution reads a resolution providing for compensation to township trustees and dispensing with a second reading. Motion. Second. Reuben. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. LaBarbera. Aye. <clears throat> and finally, uh, Separate to the regular uh, benefits that are afforded to the trustees, like uh, health insurance and the like, <clears throat> they also get some uh, life insurance. And uh, uh, this resolution uh, uh, provides for that. And the life insurance amounts vary, uh, the benefit payout varies according to age. Um, the resolution reads a resolution providing insurance benefits to the township trustees and dispensing with a second reading. Motion. Second. Question. Yes. Just because you, you didn't read this part, but the resolution indicates that, that this insurance is provided in an amount no greater than those provided to full-time employees of the townships it, as to the medical and dental insurance. But the, the life insurance is this also in accord with the benefits provided to other employees? It is not. Uh, the trustees insurance is uh, uh, life insurance is higher than than the uh, employees. Is this something that's already been in effect each year in the township? This does not reflect an increase in any way as to before? No, it's the same contract that we've had. Okay. I, I know there are certain legal restrictions on voting on your own compensation to increase it beyond certain amounts provided in state law. I just want to make sure this is in accord with what's gone on before and with what state law provides. Mr. Desai, are we, are we good with that? You're muted, sorry. The only restriction is that I believe it can't be more than 50,000 and I did speak to Mr. Wark about that. So. Um, uh, Mr. Ward, correct. We're we're in compliance with that that cap, correct? Yes, and the benefit it it reduces over time. So, yeah, it doesn't have a um, chance to go up. Right, and and just you know, Mr. James, um, uh, I took a look at both um, the life insurance and the the group life insurance and the uh, group health insurance statutes. Um, the uh, the uniformity requirement is only there with the group health insurance. It's not there with the group life insurance. So, uh, if, you know, I heard you uh, expressing some uh, thoughts about that. So that that is also in keeping with the statute and Ohio law. Why are we providing life insurance for trustees? It's authorized uh, under the Ohio revised code. Um, you know, if there's a policy decision that the trustees want to make where they don't want that to be um, provided, that's certainly within um, uh, your authority to do that. But, um, you know, Title V is rather sparse and uh, it does call out specific things and it does talk about uh, life insurance being available, not just for the trustees, but, you know, for all township employees. Um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those statutorily um, uh, authorized benefits that can be provided to employees and township officials. Uh, but certainly the trustees can make any policy decision they want about that. They're not required to do it. All right, but we are providing group life insurance to 
all employees, albeit in different amounts? Is that the case? Yes. Okay. I'm not going to make waves about it this year, but I'd, I'd like to take a look at this going forward, I suppose. And as employees, we can even buy supplemental uh, insurance under that plan. Right. That I understand. So, okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Vote. Um, Mr. Weedman? Aye. Mr. James? Mr. James? I'll vote aye. And uh, Mr. LaBarbera, and you notice it's based on age. Aye. Okay. Okay, the only other thing, uh, we are going to have by Zoom our uh, annual records uh, um, commission meeting uh, Thursday at three o'clock. And uh, chairman of the board and the fiscal officer will be there as well as myself, Deb Campbell and Beth. Okay. It'll be Zoom and if uh, any other people wanna look in, uh, they're welcome to. I think I'd like to join in actually. All right. Anything else, Ray? Well, quick question. Is that is that required to be a public meeting? Is that a public meeting? Is it open it is. to the public, in other words? Yes. Is it required? Yeah, I thought I didn't think it was, but it is. Okay. Unfortunately, right. I've been involved in some in the past that we we didn't do it that way. So, so uh, not not here. <laughs> not, no, not not here. Okay. Um, so Zoom, are we also live streaming this on Vimeo and then archiving it on YouTube? We can. I, I, I think we should in this environment. To, if it's public meeting, we should follow our practice of how we're doing our public meetings and stream it out. I know there's a cost involved in doing that, but uh, I, I think that's worthwhile. Okay. I agree with Mr. James. It's good. That's it's all not I have. a very stimulating meeting, but it is important. It's where we establish our records retention policy and um, all those type of things. So uh, it is important. Although uh, I would recommend a good stiff cup of coffee before you start that meeting. Yeah. Well, and usually it doesn't last very long. So <laughs> right. right. If, if we could prominently publish our records policy, maybe just in the list of updated documents or in the meeting notice on the website too. So people have a link to it in advance in case they, they do want to see it. Probably no one will watch as, as you're all noting, but I think that's a good practice. So. Okay, are you finished? I am finished. Thank you. Busy schedule. Trustee items. Uh, Mr. Weedman. Uh, I don't have, I really don't have much. Um, as you probably are aware that the vaccine is now rolling out. Um, I know that uh, down at EMA, we have two large freezers, excuse me, three large freezers. Two of them are to, uh, for the Moderna, and one is for the Pfizer, uh, which, is, uh, which keeps them at different temperatures. Um, hopefully we will continue to, uh, to get a um, uh, significantly larger amount of vaccine uh, available in the future here for, for, uh, for uh, Hamlin County. Um, other, the only other thing I want to do is uh, wish all of our uh, residents a uh, very Merry Christmas and a uh, happy and safe uh, holiday season. And uh, hopefully we have a better year in 2021 than uh, 2020 has proven to be. So uh, I wish everybody a Merry Christmas. 
Mr. James. Well, uh, so this is our last regular meeting of the year. It, I'll just say in my first year in office, it's been a very interesting year, surprising in many ways as to all sorts of things that have happened in the world, but it's been a pleasure serving the public here. Um, I wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Holidays to all the other holidays that fall in this holiday season also. Uh, and I hope all stay safe and you're able to spend some time with, with family, whether, whether in person or over Zoom or however else. Um, I'd, I'd like to thank our great staff in the township for all the hard work they've done this year and our leaf crew for getting all the leaves up and finishing up that yesterday. Now they get to turn to snow and mess with the, the wet, messy stuff too. Uh, but thanks to everything, all that our great staff does here too. Thank you. And uh, I, I did want to share this uh, uh, and to go on the record with this. Uh, one of my my wife's nurses, my wife Sally's uh, nurses at the uh, OHC department at Jewish Hospital, her name is Nicole Fitch McIntosh, was recently hit by a car that she was walking in the crosswalk from the medical buildings. Uh, with a nurse's park, and uh, there she's walked across the, the walk to Jewish Hospital on East Galbraith Road. Uh, she missed work. She was out of work for a day, and in uh, researching this, uh, they said, well, you know, you're not alone, and there were three others that have been hit in that same location. One was taken to the ER. They have near misses on a daily basis there, according to Nicole and the nurses, uh, and the problem is the car's coming out of the medical building, uh, the parking lot, the medical building, have a green light and they can turn. They can turn left, they can turn right. Well, if they turn left, at that same time, the nurses get the, uh, the, walk, the walk light to walk across the street to the hospital and that's caused a, a problem. Now, I passed this on, I had some misinformation, passed it on to Tracy Kellams uh, and Steve, and I thank Tracy for following through with it and, and Steve. I, I know it's a county road and Tracy has talked uh, with the county and uh, I appreciate Tracy getting on top of this and I know that they need police reports and I just uh, want this to go on the record and hopefully uh, something uh, will be done in that location. And again, I want to join my fellow trustees and wishing everybody a, a happy holiday season, a Merry Christmas and a prosperous new year. And let's hope that 2021 is, is a much calmer year. Uh, announcement changes. Um, the Parks Advisory Committee meeting for the 28th, I understand, has been canceled. The uh, next township meeting will be Tuesday, 7 o'clock, January 19th, 2021, for scheduled meetings, events without changes. See the calendar on our township website. And at this time, I'm going to make a motion to adjourn to executive session with Law Director Deepak Desai, as permitted by Ohio Revised Code 121. 22 to consider the compensation of a public employee or official. I'm inviting the three trustees, Mr. Warwick, Mr. Kellams, Mr. Porter, Mr. Miller. Do I have a second vote on this? Um, Mr. Miller's not in the uh, executive session. He's not on this one? Okay. No. Do we have a second? Second. And a vote, Mr. Weaven? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? Aye. I'm also making a motion for a second executive session with the same same people as Mr. Okay, that's permitted by Ohio Code 121-22 to discuss pending litigation. And Mr. Deepak will be in that meeting. Uh, do we have a second vote? Second. Uh, Mr. Weedman? 
Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. LaBarbera? We have the two executive sessions, am I correct? That's right. Okay, time is now 1048. Uh, we are now leaving our regular meeting to go to executive session. So, so those of you who are attending, you should see something come up on your screen here shortly. Okay. Mr. Chair, could I just make a quick comment? Yes. Um, so yes, we are doing two executive sessions and just we are permitted under the Ohio Sunshine Law to go into executive session for any one of the matters and we can combine them, which is what we are doing. So we're gonna have our executive session with a combined discussion about compensation and pending litigation. Thank you, sir. May I know one other thing before, oh, well, one other thing before we leave this part of the meeting, if anyone's watching, uh, you indicated the next meeting is uh, January 19th, but recall we also discussed a special meeting on January 12th, which the public should watch for too. Thanks. Is that going to be at seven o'clock the 12th? Or yes. Uh, well, what time do you want the public hearing to start for the two, the, the two zoning cases? We typically do those the hour before the regular meeting, but with this being a special, it's your discretion. Do you want to just do those at six o'clock, guys? Uh, that's fine by me. Okay, so me. The, 12th, the meeting will be at get them done in an hour. Is that all right with you? Uh, we we went. Let me think. Uh, we went we went two and a half hours with the first case last night. Okay, uh, Mr. Miller was indicating it may take more than an hour. Starting at six works on my schedule, but consider that many members of the public may be interested in our public hearing on this because of that timing. Um, is is six a good time for them? We should consider uh, with people's work days. These days, that probably is okay, but um, six, is six, is six is better. Six is, six is fine. I think yeah. six is fine. Yeah. Townships that have meetings that start at six. Uh, it, it was, weigh in on that? It, it was well attended at six o'clock last night. So okay. I, I have confidence it will be for, for you as well. Six works for me. Okay. And we should have a, a very light uh, agenda for the trustees after that. I mean, we're going to pay some bills. You've got that leftover vehicle nuisance. There might be a couple other things, but I would anticipate a light agenda okay we are we're officially leaving our meeting going to executive session at 10 50. you want to text me for the other part tracy to bring me back in yeah okay oh for he's supposed to be giving us something isn't he? Yeah, so you're saying if you. Is he going to give us a, a link for executive session? No, you'll just walk right in. Are you talking about the files that you sent me? No. Oh. I'm going to need you to do that. Okay, then you will just text me and bring me in. You shouldn't have to do anything. You're. Okay. No. Um, well, let's see here. Actually, Rob, can you, Rob, can you move Sycamore Township into uh, the executive session? As a participant? 
Yeah, it's, show, it's shown us as a participant. Uh, okay, why don't you go ahead and move uh, Skyler into, into the Zoom room, and that's for Tracy. So I won't be in the room, and they'll be able to see that. Okay. All right, and then you can just sit here. Okay. All right. So I guess uh, I wonder why the uh, state didn't register with them. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird. That's interesting. Yeah, we'll work on that. Okay, hang on. So I'm going to, so I'm going to mute this room. Join the breakout room.
should be over here. We are now back in the regular session of our Sycamore Township workshop meeting. Time is now 1141. Uh, Has our stream started again? Yes. Okay. Sorry. Should I start over again? No, you're good. Okay. So we're back in regular session. The time is now 1142 in our Sycamore Township workshop meeting. Comments? You have to take attendance. Oh yeah, Mr. Uh, Mr. Weedman. Present. Mr. James. I'm here. Mr. LaBarbera, and I'm here, present. Uh, I'd like to make a motion that we approve the settlement in the Deer Park Auto case at $8,000, and we amend the existing agreement to $15,000 per violation. Second. Comments, vote? Just, just to be clear, this is a settlement already on the table to which we are agreeing, correct, Mr. Desai? This is a settlement proposal from the defendant, correct? Okay. Okay, vote Mr. Weedman. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. LaBarbera. Aye. Do we have a, um, I'm gonna make a motion to adjourn. Do we have a second? second? No, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 We've got the agree, oh, the salary, the salary. Oh, can you see those? No. Hold on a second. How about now? Yes. Yes. Yeah, we can see it. Okay. There's the resolution uh, see there. with the changes as discussed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, you're gonna read the resolution, right? I'll read it. A resolution establishing rates of pay and benefits for township employees. Motion. Second. Second. Vote, uh, comments, vote, comments, any comments? Just a comment, we value our township employees very much. And uh, we've had discussion as to uh, raises for them at, at various rates, uh, some of them based upon performance and expectations and, and past performance as well. But uh, we, we have a great staff that does great things and we, we just lost the resolution on screen it looks like, but uh, this reflects that. And uh, so let's move forward. I would reiterate that we're very grateful for the great staff we have. They do a fantastic job. Always ask, always, always answer with a smile, never a question. And, uh, uh, they do a super job, so uh, I want to thank them for the great job that they do. And I'll join in and thank them also. Wonderful job. Appreciate your cooperation. And uh, votes, Mr. Wheaton. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Barbara. Aye. All right, I'll make a motion to adjourn. Second. All in favor, say aye. 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 Stay safe, stay healthy, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a Happy New Year, everybody. Bye -bye. See you guys.